Welcome to The Stare Down, sports talk and real estate with Sean Carpenter of Coldwell Banker in Columbus, Ohio, Bill Rissa of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida, and Todd Meininger of Cummins, Georgia. Listen in as they discuss the week in sports and toss in a pinch of real estate too. Now your hosts, Sean, Todd and Bill. Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Staredown. It's a special Tuesday night edition brought to you by Totino's Pizza Rolls, mini snack bites, served in a hotel room in Nashville. I'm Sean Carpenter from normally Columbus, Ohio, but I'm here in Nashville with my buddies Bill, Todd, and Shay. Let's go around the horn and see how everybody's doing. Bill, what's going on in St. Pete? Not much. A little bit of a cold snap. It's in the 50s right now. It's going to be in the 40s over <laughs> this morning. Really bummed about that. Uh, but that's the weather report. Everything else is good. Everything's really good. Bill, I drove, th- I drove down to Nashville today through three and a half hours of pretty much blizzard, blizzard conditions from northern Cincinnati all the way past south of Louisville. Uh, was visibility probably half a mile. Um, oh. Nothing sticking really on the, on the, on the streets. Freeways were clear, but uh, it was just one of those miserable days of driving with the windshield wipers on, the lights on, the heat on, um, about 27 yeah. degrees the whole way. I don't know what that feels like. I don't, I, you're talking a foreign language to me. <laughs> so, so, so you can take your 50s and stick it in this Totino's pizza box. <laughs> okay, I will do that. <laughs> What's going on with you, Todd? What's up in the ATL? Uh, beautiful 30 degrees here in Cumming, Georgia. Um, Call me. Look. Low of uh, 19. Um, so, uh, again, uh, coming off a great holiday weekend. Not only is it a holiday weekend, but uh, had a chance to uh, spend time with uh, mom and dad down in Florida, which is always awesome. Uh, good sports weekend. So, uh, appreciate um, the, 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 the crew uh, pushing us to Tuesday. Uh, a lot of, there's a lot to talk about. I'm looking forward to it. Good. And, Shay, what's going on with you out in the Pacific Northwest, out in Portland, Oregon? Shay. I am in the Pacific Northwest. I just got back from Vegas. I was in Vegas this past weekend, and I discovered a new favorite sport. I'm a believer in hockey now. Oh, oh nice. I thought you were going to say, <laughs> say roulette. How did my numbers go? How did my numbers go, Shay? Oh, it was just all bad. All numbers were bad this weekend. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> did you go to – I have to ask you, did you go to a Golden Knight game? I did. I, I, oh. uh, the Golden Knights and uh, Calgary. Okay. Um, just it's, it's one thing. I, I went to a Thrashers game when they were back in Atlanta, and it's the only hockey game I've ever been to. But just it's probably one of the most interactive sport, like fan interaction in uh-huh. a sporting arena. And everything's just clean and new in, in the T-Mobile there. And it was crazy because it was just fans, just Calgary fans, the Golden Knight fans. Everyone's wearing a jersey. It felt like I was at a at an NFL game, but it was hockey. Yeah, and it was a couple fights and a couple goals scored, and VGK pitches a shutout. And that's a nice know, arena, though, isn't it, Shay? Oh. I know Bill was there earlier. Um, last what last year, Bill? Or no, this the preseason last preseason game this year. Yeah. I was there at in in March for a um, a Cobble Banker. Actually, it was October last year. It was a Cobble Banker event. Um, and, and they rented out the whole place. And we had the Goo Goo Dolls uh, playing concert. Um, so we had the whole place, you know, rented out, you know, bars everywhere, walking up and down from the skyboxes down. It's, it's a beautiful arena. Yeah. And I think we'd all agree, we've talked about this before, live hockey, there's something about live hockey. It's, it, it, it doesn't um, – how do I say this? It, it translates okay on TV, but live is infinitely better, right? Yeah, like you said, like you said, Todd, when you see the six foot seven guy skating backwards on on skates, you know, <laughs> uh, and just the the ability to spin and go the other direction, um, and so fast, it's so fast, live. Yeah, too. really. Right back, right back here, VGK up four one on the Blackhawks in the uh, second period. Just letting you know, Shay. What channel is that? Uh, NBCSN. I got that. There I paid my cable bill this month, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, that'll cover our hockey for the week because we got a lot more to talk about. Uh, <laughs> let's let's get right to Shea and with the, with the NBA take. Um, by the way, by the way, Stan in Germany wins the pool. Uh, we we'd lead with hockey, so he will get that. Guten <laughs> Tag, Stan. Guten Tag. Yeah. Uh, Shay, let's go. Let's go to you and let's give us an NBA update because my boy Jimmy Butler is now two for two on game winners. 
two for two on game winners. Jimmy Butler comes out this week, also says that he can see himself making uh, Philadelphia home. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, so he seems to be settling in nicely. Also in the Daily Kardashian news, Ben Simmons <laughs> is dating a Kardashian, and oh, there are no. anti-Kardashian signs around the arena now. Oh, they don't no. want her at games. Which one, Kendall? Kendall? Oh, I can easy. tell you, man. They're easy, <laughs> easy, dirty old man. That's the hottest What are you talking point. about? It's on E 24-7. What are you doing watching E at all? Come on. Hey, do we want to dig deep into the life of uh, Bill Risser? Let's not do it. Uh, no, kidding. we don't want to do that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I think it's Kendall. I think she's Wow. So, anyway. All right. That, yeah, but every other than that, NBA is pretty quiet. Mark Hill folks. Uh, is Markel Fultz, and I think the Sixers are finally giving up on Markel Fultz, and there's been trade rumors. Uh, they're in conversation with Cleveland uh, in, as a part of uh, trying to acquire Cal Corver. So they're going to add another shooter, which we talked about on the show. Yeah. They're going to add Cal Corver to that squad there. Shay, um, can, we, can we replace now Kwame, jo- Kwame Brown as the worst uh, number one pick with, with Markel Fultz? I think it's safe to do that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Let's not give up on Markel just yet. He's, you know, Steve Sachs learned how to throw to second for from second to first eventually. <laughs> well, eventually. You know, that's too old for Shea. He's like, well, what are you talking about? Eventually, but, but yeah, hey. you, you get the yips. And Kwame committed to be a uh, Florida Gator, so we gotta. Yeah, that's why I'm so 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 frustrated with that, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he went number one. He never stepped on the University of campus. He wouldn't. I agree. He wouldn't have improved his stock. Uh, status so I, yeah. I don't hate him for that right yep no i don't hate him for that i'm just i wish he would have played for us you know it's kind of like lebron playing for the buckeyes you know you know lebron james has a locker in the new buckeye locker room um, <laughs> you know i think that's more mostly for recruiting purposes LeBron i know i'm not, I'm not I'm just, lebron i'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> just i'm just saying he didn't didn't play for us so yeah jay what else is going on in the nba anything good you're gone the warriors are a little struggling aren't they so the the West is a logjam right now. So I'm looking at the standings right now. You've got ten teams in the West within. Four wait, wait, who's in, who's in first place, Shay? The, the L.A. Clippers. Oh, I thought that was <laughs> no, the Trailblazers are dropped. So the Trailblazers are two games out of first place, but they're currently sitting in sixth. So you got hmm. ten teams within four games of first place in the West. It's, wow. uh, it's a logjam. So early yet. things. Yeah, things will things will take shape uh, right around the start of the new year, just before the All Star break. They'll start to to determine the contenders from the pretenders. So NBA is kind of like a um, a roller derby where they just kind of hang back until the actual last three laps, right? <laughs> so, so I got a legit question for uh, for Shay. Um, baseball, depending on who you talk to, Memorial Day certainly by All Star break, things start to shake out, right? Um, Football, it seems every game is important. Like by game four of the football NFL season, and you know NFL teams are either in the playoffs or not. So what what's the benchmark of the NBA when when, of course, come June the playoffs the second season. But when when in the regular season is it uh, put up or shut up time for an NBA team? I think you know by Valentine's Day. So All Star Break is typically Valentine's Day. You know by Valentine's Day. But here's the problem with the NBA, or here's the quorum that I have with the NBA. You've got eight teams in each division, or excuse me, each conference to make the playoffs, right? You only have 15 teams in the conference. So you have more than half of the teams in the NBA make the playoffs. So what point do you really take uh, take the regular season serious? I mean, at that point, you're just jockeying for a position. As long as you're one of the top eight, it's a new season. Everything starts over. I mean, other than college football, the bowl season, is there another sport that the playoffs seem longer than the regular season? I mean... NFL is, you know, what, six weeks. Um, baseball is, what, six weeks. It seems like the NBA lasts, like, the, the playoffs last three months. I mean, I may be exaggerating, but it seems like it's just a longer second season, right? Oh, sure. It's, it's, it's a second season. That's exactly what it is. It's a second yeah. season. Yeah. And a lot of your veterans have figured it out. I mean, uh, a lot of your veteran coaches and a lot of your veteran players. You think LeBron really gives his all night in and night out? It's 82 games in a year. It's no way he does mm-hmm. it every night. And then have to turn around and play two months worth of playoffs? No way. Just get in. Just you top eight. Funny, your top eight. You know, it's funny, though, just from a, a – so, so LeBron's job, you know, is, is to be an NBA player. Shay, how would your boss feel if, if I said, Shay's going to pretty much half-ass his job 30 days <laughs> out of the year? 30 home games out of the year, he's not even going to try. He's just going to show up. He'll be there, 
but he's going to be rude to the customers. He's, he's probably going to mess, mess up orders. He's going to put people in the wrong seats. Um, it's interesting that it's okay that we let NBA players at millions of dollars uh, kind of take nights off. But at our job, if Bill just showed up one day and just didn't, didn't teach a class as good as he could, and once again, maybe, maybe you say I'm talking apples and oranges. I'm just talking job to job. Now, I, the reason is, you guys know this, is uh, as long as the seats are filled <laughs> and they win in the end, they don't care what, what they do uh, early on. I totally understand what you're saying, but from the owner's point of view, as long as concessions are flowing and the seats are filled um, and, and they win championships, and do, they, does, do the owners, does ownership care what he does early on? Probably not. I agree. All right, so so Shay, are you are your owners just pretty much just trying to get to one of the top eight spots? Is that all they care about? It's a little different here in Portland. Um, we, we talked about it before that the Trailblazers rarely ever make it out of the first round in the playoffs. So it's <laughs> not just uh, it's not just top eight anymore. It's can you hey, win? You're that talking first to Blue Jackets round? fan, brother. I hear let's, you. <laughs> let's get to the second round, right? <laughs> it's, it's winning. Can you win four games? Can you win at least four games in the playoffs? <laughs> then we're talking. And think of the impact the city and, again, filling seats and the restaurants. I mean, they want as many home games as possible in the playoffs. It's probably the goal, I would think, from a business point of view. From a fan's point of view, you want to win and get the second round for sure. Yeah. I guess, I guess it's that profitable, winning, whatever that, whatever that number is uh, from a business standpoint. You know, we always talk about sports as a business um, at the end of the day. All right, let's let's move on to uh, last Friday. Last Friday was an event where people had to make a decision at about two fifty-five p.m. Eastern time. Am I going to spend twenty bucks to watch two guys play golf? <laughs> um, I, I bought in. I, I bought in early. I bought in before um, the the tee-off time because I wanted to see kind of the pregame, if, if you can call it that. Uh, Tiger versus Phil. We're talking about the match. Uh, pay-per-view event between Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, two of the best golfers of all time, playing at Shadow Creek in Las Vegas. It was 20 bucks um, from your cable provider. Um, you had Barkley, Samuel L. Jackson, some dude from Bleacher Report, and <laughs> Pat Perez um, as kind of the hosts. And then you had Ernie Johnson and uh, Peter Jacobson and Darren Clark as your kind of play-by-play guys. Uh, how many of you guys watched it, Bill? I think you were you were gonna watch it, then you went to a hockey game. Ty, you you tuned in. I, I watched. Um, I had to leave in the middle, but I tuned in uh, early on and late for sure. Yep. Okay. How about you? Did you pay for it? I, I didn't pay for it, but I did leave out of the sports book headed to the hockey game, and they were standing room only, and they were showing the the golf match on the big TV. Yeah, because they were doing basically hole by hole betting, and in fact, shot by shot oh. betting. Uh, throughout the event so Todd it would have been a great event for you to be in Vegas right maybe um, or else it would have been the worst thing ever yeah yeah, what an an interesting event and this is a totally Vegas driven event I mean they they weren't doing and correct me if I'm wrong Sean they weren't doing shot by shot but as every shot was taken the percentages of who's going to win the hole versus half the hole uh, change every time yeah Okay, let me, so, let, me, let me change my statement. <clears throat> Vegas, the official lines probably weren't shot by shot, but I guarantee you a lot of the people watching in groups around the country were betting shot by shot. Sure. Uh, because that's yeah. what you do. When you, go to a, when you go to Bay Hill, when you go to TPC, when you go to the Memorial, you sit at the green, you sit and watch every group come through, and as the guys get in the middle of the fairway, you say, all right, 20 bucks says the guy in the blue gets it closer than the guy in the white. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you bet the whole day. Um, and at the end of the day, you walk away with, 40 bucks, right? I mean, he, he won nothing at the end of the day, but, um, you know, it was, it was a, yeah, they were, they were basically some professor at Princeton, I believe, basically simulated the match a thousand or a hundred thousand times on a computer and basically, you know, had a grid that said simulation wise, Tiger wins the 13th hole 44% of the time, Phil wins it 32% of the time. They have it, yeah. You know, so it was very interesting the way they were putting the odds. Um, but it was interesting, Todd, if you watched it, and you watched it at the beginning and then at the end. So you missed kind of the middle match. Um, about the 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th hole, they didn't bring up the odds at all. They were really kind of focused on just who was going to win. Um, and I wish maybe that's a, 
a critique is they they kind of stopped doing what they did for the first 15 holes on the last three holes. Well, and, and uh, what needs to be said is uh, the, the the elephant in the room is the the huge two hundred thousand dollar bet that um, Phil would birdie one, and he actually had a good birdie look and missed. I mean, the beauty of this is they were mic'd up, and and uh, Phil and his brother Tim put the putt three inches out, and they just missed it. And the announcers are like, "God, I was down there this morning. I can't believe they they read it that way." And Tiger had a big old chuckle, you know, oh, the guy, he said, ouch, it's going to hurt. Fast forward to when the match is over, Tiger was down $400,000 in side bets, right? <laughs> Bill just from then on dominated. Uh, another thing that stuck out, um, Sean, is hole two, if you remember, um, Tiger had a three-footer, mm-hmm. right? Just an absolute, everyone, you know, would be like, this is Tiger Woods, give me. And Phil afterwards said, oh, well, Spoiler alert, Phil made him putt, and he lipped out. And Phil went up uh, one stroke, and afterwards, Phil was walking with his brother, Tim, and he goes, man, I, I kept telling myself to have him, you know, it's good, pick up. And he goes, for some reason, I didn't. And he goes, I've watched Tiger. I've never seen him miss that putt. Right. So the, he had some little gut just make him putt it, and he missed it. And Tiger went to reach for it as he let you know he putted it. He went to reach for it in the hole, and it and it lipped out. You know. And, and if you watch the replay again, this is the one tenth of one percent lip out. Like the ball was down, and who knows why it didn't go in. But it took uh, Phil twenty four holes, and if he didn't make Tiger putt that, he would have lost. So anyway, the things that stand out is t- not only did Phil win nine million dollars, he won four hundred thousand in side bets. Um, and it was kind of just an interesting, fun match to watch. And, again, I missed a big chunk. But, you know, Sean, what do you think? Uh, I agree with Charles Barkley when he kind of said it about the 13th hole. He said, America, you're watching bad golf. This is not good golf. Because on the second hole, really before the, the match started, Darren Clark said, these guys are going to pummel this course. They're, gonna, they're playing the tees up. They're going to they're gonna go. you got to probably shoot 63 or 64 to win this thing. Um, by the fifth field. They were feeling it, right? You know. Yeah, by, by, by about the seventh or eighth hole, Todd, I think I texted you, they were one under par as a group. Um, you know, mm. both guys, had made, they made uh, gimme birdies on, on three, um, and then Phil made one more birdie. Uh, so it was just – it wasn't very good golf in that you were hoping to see a birdie beaten by an eagle. Um, you didn't see that. You saw pars – you know, Tiger made three bogeys on the front nine. Um you know, which is just, you know, in my, in match play, it doesn't matter, right, Bill? I mean, you know, if I don't, if you're close in two, I'm going to try and go for it. And if I make a nine, it doesn't matter because you beat me. It doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, um, I didn't get to watch any of it. Like you said, you know, was planning on getting back to the, uh, there, the kids a place so we could watch it. And then uh, Kev just showed me his phone with two tickets for the Caps <laughs> Red Wings. I said, oh, yeah, we're, we're going. Done. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that was, that was fun. Well, but uh, but I think I told you guys, uh, you know, I think I, I played that course one time and I started two under through two holes. just want to point that out. So even though neither Tiger nor Phil did that, did they? Let, let me ask, let me ask Sean and Bill, the golfers and Che, you know, certainly jump in. But this wasn't, they weren't playing against the field. They were playing against each other. That's match so they didn't They didn't have to shoot a 63. No, I agree. No, I'm, I'm just saying this is the casual golf. So it's, it's a different, um, it's a different look. Um, they're, they're feeding off each other. I think Phil dominated the closest of the pins. Um, and, and again, what did it take 24 holes for him to finally win? 22. And yeah. 22. Yeah. And at the end of the day, and Sean, you can disagree or agree. Um, but boy, Phil was so elated. I think he wanted it so much more. Yeah. Not that Tiger didn't want it. Tiger's a competitor. I think Phil needed it more than, than Tiger did. So, yeah, I, I, I did, you know, <laughs> I, I joked on Twitter, the biggest shock of me, the entire thing was that it gets dark in Vegas at four 30 in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, I mean, it got dark. I mean, they had to bring the lights out. Uh, it was very interesting that they, they, you know, they, they went to the bonus holes, 93 yard shot off the putting green by the clubhouse down to the 18th hole. Uh, they did move this, the hole from a, where it was on 18 uh, and they played 18. They have the hole. And then they played 18 again as the first playoff hole. Then they went to they moved the hole to a different part of the green and shot from the from the from the putting green. Um, you know, look, it was fun. What, what other parts of the of the match did you like, Todd? Because I, I thought Pat Perez was great as a as a 
I thought Barkley and Sam Jackson were there because Capital One paid him to be there. Uh, yep. I thought uh, Peter Jacobson and Darren Clark talked too much. Um, you know, I, I think Phil and, and Tiger talked a lot, but, you know, if you really wanted to see that played out for TV, when Phil had to make that putt on 18, if Tiger would have said, a million bucks says you miss. Like, that would have been a fun bet to hear. Um, but it all of a sudden got serious at the end where they, they both guys wanted to win. And I did like, and I will say this, I did like that Tiger gave Phil the putt on 18 and said, let's, let's go back and play the playoff hole. And then Phil gave Tiger the putt on the, 20 21. On the yeah. 21st hole that said, I don't want to win this way. Let's go back and hit it again. So, so listen, this is a made for TV event. And um, so walking off the first tee, you could tell these guys was putting their ear, Hey, you know, as much chat as you can. And I thought it was a very genuine moment, but I thought it was also putting their ear. I mean, they're talking about their kids and Tiger goes, gosh, Phil, it's gotta be so weird. Your daughter's going off to college and Phil's they're talking and talking. And I thought that was great. Yeah. Also, also thought their agent told, tell, but you could tell when it got down, it got quiet because <laughs> those guys are competitors want to win. So then you get the Jacobsons and the um, uh, Clarks maybe talking too much, but they had to fill up time because these guys, sure. you know, sure. the caddy, the caddy interaction was cool, but the banter other than the side bets. Yeah, it was. Uh, you you knew that Phil Phil's just a more talkative guy, right, Todd? Um, yep. They were walking down this fifteenth hole, I think, and and Phil and Tim, they start talking about the Arizona-Arizona State game. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. It, it was just funny how they were talking about like the, the decision, or the Arizona State-Oregon uh, game. It was just funny how they were just and, – and the, and the over-under between Tiger and his caddy speaking 100 words, you know, is five days, right? I mean, like, <laughs> I don't think Tiger calls on him to read a lot of putts. Anyway, the, the untold uh, – the unsung hero of this whole match was Darren Clark's hair. I mean, fantastic, right? Just un- – <laughs> So it was fun. I look forward to it next year. They'll do it again. They made a ton of money. I think they can improve on it, but overall I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. Any thoughts, Shay? No thoughts on the match. I did find it interesting though in, in gambling and Vegas related news that the win came out the day after the match and announced that they were scrapping the plans for their lagoon and they were going back to, uh, to finishing off the golf course to opening back up the golf course at the win. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. Which is yeah. an amazing property behind the wind. For those that don't know, uh, Steve Wynn owns property behind the golf course, which has its own private golf course on the property. It's the only golf course on the strip. Um, it's very high end. It's very exclusive. It's, it's meticulously uh, created almost in the same um, format as Shadow Creek. You know, Shadow Creek was a flat piece of desert um, out in the middle of nowhere. And Bill, you've played it. It's got cool. elevation. It's got trees oh. from all over the world. Nine waterfalls because some other course had eight, so they wanted one more. <laughs> so they put a ninth one. That sounds like Steve Wynn. Here's right. the experience at Shadow Creek, right? <laughs> you jump in a limo from I was from the Mirage, uh, a wind property, I think at the time. A limo picks you up, takes you out to the course. The director of golf greets you um, at the at the at the course. So, so the director of golf opens the limo door and lets you in. Uh, and then I, I had my locker was like next to either Clinton or Gates or something. And he's, and I had no, no gear with me. He says, what size shoe do you wear? 12 you for black or white shoes, black. Uh, and then, <laughs> then he, he, what clubs we have tailor made Titleist, you know, whatever I'll take the Titleist. And, uh, I played by myself, um, introduced to the caddy, the driving range had seven hitting stations that were surrounded by trees. So you were by yourself when you're on the driving range. You didn't have someone well, standing next to you. <laughs> ball, Mr. Isser, top flight, please. Exactly. And then, <laughs> then, and then uh, I had a caddy. Lady Titleist. The cart, <laughs> <laughs> noodles. No, the cart was loaded with liquor and booze and beer, stuff in his hidden compartments. And uh, me and the caddy took off together. And he was with me every shot. I said, birdie the first two holes. He says, you want to quit? I go, I really do, but no, let's keep but, going. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I told you this story. Great, um, yeah, it, you, can, you, you, you see nothing of the desert. You're down in this pit. You know, everything's down in below with trees that rim. It's just amazing. Um, one house on the property on the 18th, you probably saw it, on the 18th hole uh, over that little pond to the left, there's a house. It was Steve Wynn's. It's mm. the only house on the property. Um, yeah, it's, and, I, you know, and I played through Don Johnson – 
and some uh, vice president at the Wynn Corporation's wife. <laughs> we're, we're on the fifth <laughs> hole. <laughs> See and you later. You don't want to be waved up by Don Johnson when you got to hit a tough shot on the par three, but I, I put it on the green in two awesome. He gave me a nice, like, hey, good job. And I like, thanks. My mom loves you, and then walked away. It was great. We have our, we have our Jim Blue out there in Vegas uh, in, in March, Bill, and there's a chance I might get to play. One of my buddies reached out to me and said, same kind of package you were just talking about. The yeah. Little takes you out, the, all the food and beer. and It's the way it is. It's 500 bucks. That's it. I mean, you know, there's no other way to do it. It's not like you can go, hey, is there a twilight? There's you got to be staying at a hotel. <laughs> I'm carrying my own clothes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm walking. Is that good? You're going to have a, a caddy. Uh, it's just the way it is. No other way. So That's awesome. That's awesome. awesome. And then did you have to tip on top of that, or was it? I did. I think I gave him 100 bucks to be honest. I mean, I because I was playing with company money. <laughs> it was great. Nice. Yeah. He, he earned it. He earned it. All right, boys. Let, let's get to the big stuff. Let's talk college football. Um, let's go back to – Really quickly, Thursday had the Egg Bowl. Um, we'll, we'll skip over that. Mississippi State wins as expected. Um, Friday saw a couple of big games. Uh, Friday saw really a game that out in your neighborhood, Shay, the Washington-Washington State game. Um, you know, Washington State comes in kind of riding high, a lot of press on, on Gort, uh, Minshew. Gardner. Gardner Minshew and, um, you know, the, the un- unfortunate accident with the Washington band which tribute to the Washington State band. They learned the Washington uh, alma mater and played it, um, which was kind of a cool tribute. But let's start there. Um, Washington State just did not show up, or Washington did show up, but a snowball, kind of a snow globe game. Um, what was your thoughts, Shay? What was the vibe out West about really the, the Pac-12's chances at the CFP goes down because of an upset in the Apple Cup? Well, the pack had slim to slim to no chance. Uh, Washington State was the only chance, but they were they came into the game ranked eighth in the country anyway. So it was going to be really difficult for them to get in. However, just Mike Leach cannot beat Washington. That, that's just the key thing. You can't beat Washington, and you can blame it on the snow or, or or the rain or what have you. But it's no reason you should lose that game at home when you know a trip to the Pac-12 title game and potentially the college football playoff is on the line. I don't know if he's distracted because I know that he is entertaining other job offers or if it's just, he can't beat Washington. Yeah, that was, that was a tough, um, I, I just thought a tough loss. Um, I, it was a great game and gosh, uh, I just love snow games. <laughs> I, <laughs> I will halt everything I'm doing and watch a game that snowed that has snow in it. And, I mean, what was the final score, Sean? It was close. I mean, it wasn't a – I think. Yeah. 28-15. It wasn't a beatdown. I know Washington State was to win, but um, those guys respect each other, and they've all been recruited by the same coaches. They all get up for it. I, I think it's one of those – it's a typical rivalry game where, you know, yeah, yes, Washington State should have won on paper, but just, you know, Washington wasn't going to let them win. So – all right, yeah. so let's go chronologically then. So at the same time that game was happening, but before, but longer than that game went, um, in Morgantown, West Virginia, you had a top-ranked Virginia team, West Virginia team playing against Oklahoma. Um, that was a game. Over-under on that game was, I believe, 89. 89. 89. It was 1,000. It was 1,000. <laughs> um, and they passed it at the end of the third quarter. Um, <laughs> 59-55 was the final. Mm. Um, Really, it was one of those games where you felt like as long as you're within seven or eight or ten with a couple minutes to go. Um, but at the end, West Virginia just could not get down the field and score again. Um, Kyler Murray, an incredible game, uh, running, passing, a uh, couple defensive scores from each team. Um, but just what were your thoughts on that game? Were you or was everyone watching it? Because I was watching that game over the Washington State game, um, but it was just one of those laughable games that you just didn't want to end it I, I watched uh, I was slipping back and forth so the question is um chicken or the egg do you not allow a team to get to the final four that can score 59 against West Virginia or do you not let them in because they give up 54 or 56 against a team I mean Oklahoma's such a weird team I mean they score a bunch but they give up a bunch so um Final four implications, I would think it would have to be the perfect storm um, to, to, to let him in. Teachers have to lose. But what an entertaining game, or I guess if you're a purist, what a, 
a hugely frustrating game. I, I tend to like it. I mean, high scoring is fun, and that's Big 12 football. So, Bill, your thoughts? Yeah, I didn't see the game. I was, you know, kind of busy with the family. <clears throat> but uh, my first thought is, you know, go, we're kind of jumping ahead maybe to the, to the, the football playoffs a little bit. But I think, you know, with, uh, with Oklahoma being five, right, the, the committee didn't put them at six, which I thought they might do that. They didn't. So, Todd, I think Oklahoma's just got to beat Texas, and they're in, right? If, assuming, that's assuming an Alabama win over Georgia. Uh, I think in Alabama, we can talk more. I think in Alabama. Yeah, let's hold, it, hold, oh, sorry. hold off, on, that. <laughs> yeah, hold off sorry. on the playoffs. Yeah, hold off on the playoffs because I want right. to finish with that. Well, let's, let's get to it quick. All right, real, real quick. <laughs> Keep going. Okay, so 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 as the as the Big Twelve games happening, kind of in real time, there's the Big Ten fans on Twitter and on social media saying like, "How bad are these teams giving up 59 points?" Especially <laughs> Michigan defensive fans. Uh, and then by 3:30 the next day, their vaunted Michigan defense had given up 62 points to the hated Ohio State Buckeyes in Columbus. Um, Ohio State wins 62-39, to 39, an absolute blowout, beatdown, take Jim Harbaugh behind the woodshed and punch him in the nuts and the face. Um, that was a, a demolishing, embarrassing loss by Michigan. Let's start there. What was your thoughts on the Ohio State-Michigan game? It's like Mike Leach, uh, right? Harbaugh can't beat Ohio State. <laughs> That's just... That's just uh, so disheartening because, you know, I'm not a – it's funny, I'm not a fan of either team. But Sean, it sounds like you're not either. Like, you could take or leave both teams, right? I, I, yeah, I, will, I will root for Ohio State all day long before I root for Michigan. Okay. Uh, and especially with Jim Harbaugh there. I just think he's a pompous, do-nothing. Look, he, he rode into – he got out of San Diego State at the good time. He, he rode Andrew U- Luck. US, USD. That's he right. should, <laughs> San Diego State, yeah. No, University of San Diego. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, but he uh, he wrote Andrew Luck and, and, and should be, probably give half his paycheck to Andrew Luck for making him who he is. He, he caught Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> Stanford? We don't yeah, Stanford? Stanford, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, I, so, yeah, I look, I, I, I've, I've followed the Buckeyes. I tell Bill, people say I'm a, I'm a Buckeye fan. I'm a Buckeye follower. That's my answer. I'm, yeah. I, I, I was a fan of them until I went to school at University of Florida. The day I went to Florida, I became a Gator. Um, and then I became a Buckeye follower. I rooted, I rooted for him. I, I cried when Jay Burson got hurt. I, I cried the day Woody Hayes died. Um, you know, I, I grew up, my dad and my brother, you know, went to Ohio State, uh, taught for Ohio State. I just, um, I'm, I, you know, but, so I, I, I root for them. I love having a college team in my town that I live. Yeah, yeah. But if they, if they, if they, if they, and if they win and it's not over Florida, I'm okay with that, but I, I don't root for them. So sidebar. How close were you to going to Ohio State? Was there a shot at it? Did you think about it? 30%. Oh, okay. All right. I was just curious. Because- yeah, my, my parents pretty much said I could go anywhere I wanted. And if I, you know, if I went to Ohio State, I got to keep the discount. You know? Yeah. They basically gave us X dollars for college. Yeah. Um, so if I wanted to go to Harvard, I had to make up the difference in scholarships. And if I wanted to go to Ohio State, I could keep the difference in, in discounts. And Wow. Um, I just I, – I, I wanted to get out – I wanted to get out of the South or the North. I wanted to get where it was warm. I wanted, Bill, I, my standard answer is I wanted a school like Ohio State, but in the South. Mm. I, I wanted a big athletic program. I wanted a big Greek system. I wanted a big, large university. So I looked at Florida, Florida State, Georgia, and Ohio State. Your dad went to Georgia, right? Chuck? Yeah, my dad went to Georgia, and I just, I fell in love with, with Gainesville from the second I drove into it. Um, and that's why, that's why I went there. All right. All right. So, uh, clarification, no way you got into Harvard. Uh, but let's go back to the game. I'm kidding. Let's go back to the game. I was shocked, 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 shocked. Not that Ohio State won, but it was the beatdown that it was. Uh, Michigan's defense was certainly top ten, maybe top five. Um, top two, I think, coming into the game. Okay. I, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure exactly. Just on stats. Were, Just on stats. Oh, they were amazing. So – as much as I may not be a fan of Urban Meyer, you got to tip your hat to him and the Ohio State University for beating their rival. Uh, it wasn't even close. I mean, congratulations. Um, and it kind of makes a mess of the, the, the oh, playoffs. That don't talk about it yet. Don't talk about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. All right. So let's uh, – okay, so let's – Shay, anything to add on the Ohio State-Michigan? 
No, no, I agree with you guys. All right, really quick, in Tallahassee at the same time, uh, Florida, Florida State. Todd, let's just jump to that really quick. Um, <laughs> a big win, I think, a, a needed win for Florida and Dan Mullen. Um, they went 41-14, to 14, kind of a classic number because that's the same number that Ohio State lost to Florida in the championship game. 06. 06, yeah. Um, quick thoughts on that game, Todd, then we'll move on. Fan, 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 fantastic. Being a Florida guy. Um, what we, we talked a little about last week, uh, a loss would have been devastating to the program first year. The win is what they needed and what they should do. And they not only beat them, but they beat them soundly. Good for recruiting. Uh, Florida's on the upswing. Florida sets on the downswing. Um, great. Looking forward to a great bowl and yeah, building they, the program. They beat up. their rival. They beat them at their stadium. They knock them out of a bowl, you know, their bowl streak. Yep. They, they knock them out of their winning record streak. Um, and and nine nine goals. and three is so much better than eight and four. It really oh, is. I yeah. know. It's a big difference. And, and Coach, Coach Mullen, if you saw it, the players tried to bury the flag on the seminal logo. He called them off. I'm actually okay with that. Yeah. He's, yeah, saying, he's, saying, he's saying basically we should have won this year, right? <laughs> I see both sides. A lot of Gator fans saying plant the, plant the flag. I like the take the high road, be classy. Um, we have not always been classy, this rivalry. <laughs> it's well documented. So I was glad coaches set the precedent to say, hey, yep. we won on their turf. Let's make it a habit, you know. Yeah. Not guys, in- guys, guys, I got a little bit on this game, right? So Florida State's one of the most undisciplined football teams oh in Division One football. Horrible, right? It was just bad to watch. Like, I, I, I've always thought Willie Taggart was overrated as a coach, but to not now have you know your it? guys disciplined <laughs> and, and together like that, he needs to be ashamed. He shouldn't have a job of that, of that magnitude. He underperformed so, here at Oregon for one year, and then he goes there and he does this. Yep. Like, how good of a coach is he? Briefly, Sean, you and I saw it, Bill. I don't know if you saw it, but literally like three or four times, it would be them punting, and a guy would be running on the field as time was expiring because they only had 10 men <laughs> on the field, not 11. That's, how bad, that's an example of how bad it was. It wasn't yeah. sloppy play. It was one-on-one football. You don't have players lined up to be there. So yeah. that that's what was disappointing about uh, Coach Taggart's performance there Saturday. Yeah, it was it was not good. Um, a couple other games really quickly. Uh, Georgia crushes Georgia Tech um, in the three thirty games. There was really no big three thirty games. Oh yes, there was the the the, the Iron Bowl, um, which was close <laughs> for about a quarter and a half, and then Alabama just. Boy, the second half, Shay. I, I don't know if you were watching and you were kind of excited, maybe, or were you just? Did you just know that the hammer was getting ready to drop? Seventeen, fourteen at halftime, and Auburn had turned the ball over twice. I thought there was a chance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I quickly found out in the third quarter there was no chance of beating. Yeah. It's called it's called cautiously <laughs> optimistic, right? For, for the for the uh, uh, was it eleventh time in this season, Alabama wins by twenty or more points. Um, Tua just just went off in the second half, just hit receiver after receiver, and then they bring in Jalen Hurts, and he hits a, a long bomb uh, on the next, you know, his first pass of the game. It, you know, um, Auburn, Auburn, they, the first half went the way they wanted it to go. Like you said, Shay, they, they were in it. So was Florida State, right? And both teams kind of lost on the back end. Um, Getting blown out. The nightcap, the, the really the. Can I, can, I ask you, can I ask you a question about Tua? Yeah. Is hands down Heisman Trophy. There's no there's no competition for that. I don't think there. No, I I think I think it'll be close. I think. Really. I think, yeah, I do. I think the votes will be close, and here's why. Am I, I shaky think, enough? Yeah, you're. It. You don't think he's going to win, Todd? No, no. Tua's going to. Oh, it's dominate. he's going to dominate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think no. I think I think he'll win. I think it's going to be closer than you think, Bill. Hmm. When you say dominate, you think he wins by 300 votes? I, look. He, did, I don't know he the, played yeah. three quarters of the game. Yeah. Every game. If he, if he, if he played a full game, his stats his stats. No, no, I don't I don't disagree with you. Let me just tell you why I don't think he's gonna blow people out. Because who else is it? Murray. Kyle Murray? Because yeah. I think Kyler Murray and I think Dwayne Hoskins is gonna get a lot of votes. I think Minshew's gonna take some votes in the West. I think I think Greer's gonna get some votes. And I think people are gonna vote for look, there will be some people when they release the, the ballots. They will have two a fourth or fifth on their ballot mm. because of either a Saban or a Bama bias. You can you can shake your heads all you want, but there will there will be people that vote Tua third or fourth on their ballot, and What's not 
not automatically first. Yeah. I, I want to side bet the lowest two will be is two. I will take that side bet right now for a box of Totino's pizza rolls. <laughs> Done. Done. Send me uh, romaine lettuce when it's back. There will, be, there, will be, there will be someone, I guarantee you, in Big Ten country or the Pac-10 or Big 12 that will vote him at least third on their ballot. Sean, the answer is easy. It's 201. Distant second is Kyle Murray. Am I saying his name right? Kyle? Kyler, Kyler. Kyler Murray. I'm sorry. My apologies. Will Groot be even a distant third and even a more distant fourth will be the Washington State quarterback. Dwayne, yeah. oh, Dwayne, Haskins. Dwayne Haskins will finish above both those last two. May, maybe, but it'll be so distant it won't matter. Shay. Yeah. I, I agree with Todd. I think that uh, I think that two is head and shoulders above Murray. But I think that the the fact that Murray is going straight to Major League Baseball and not to the NFL hurts him even more for the Heisman voting. It shouldn't, right. but I think it yeah. does hurt him in the eyes of voters. Yeah. If there's anyone else but Tua, he would win hands down. Like, but as as Bill indicated, Tua hasn't played a fourth quarter. Imagine if he had to, those stats to pad what he already has. Oh my God. He's lethal. The guy's somebody, lethal. Somebody said he doesn't have this signature moment. And then I heard another broadcaster say, you know what the signature moment for Tua is? It's him sitting on the bench with a towel over his head in the fourth quarter. Every he, time. That's his yeah. signature moment. He, he's there high-fiving everybody. He's there high-fiving Jalen Hurts for his good fourth quarters. I expect, I expect romaine lettuce next week. Uh, I'll give you the address. To Look, I, I just, I'm telling you, uh, <laughs> I, think Tua, I think Tua is probably the best player, most outstanding player in the country, no doubt about it. But I'm just telling you, you look at his numbers. I, I know in three quarters, blah, blah, blah. Um, there will be – you guys are in the South. Shay and I are not. Shay, Shay grew up in the, and went to school there. Um, and she agree with me, but go ahead. There is a there is a <laughs> there is a large contingency of people that will not vote for him in the top spot and or the second spot, which they'll start adding up. Now, will enough vote for him one and two? Probably. I think it's gonna be a lot closer than people think. I, I would guess that there will be five players uh, brought to New York, which two weeks ago was gonna be two players. Um, it will be Three. probably Tua, Kyler, Gardner Minshew. Dwayne Haskins and Will Greer. It'll be Tua uh, and Kyler. Tua, Will Greer and Kyler. Those are three. All right, we'll see. You, you can't deny what Haskins is doing at Ohio State, though. He put up video game numbers this year too. I'm just. Uh, I'm thinking there's Ohio State. Bi- I think there's Ohio State bias more than there's Alabama bias. That's yeah, Urban Meyer's got a. They're not a big fan club there. Maybe. Yeah, they'll be like he plugged someone in. Big deal. All right, hey, one one more game. For another to day. Down. One more game. We'll, we'll talk about whether two is going to be a good pro, but that's really yeah. yeah. one more. One more game. Um, Notre Dame, USC. USC played good. Uh, Clay Helton, uh, rumored to be on the blocks um, at the end of the game. Lynn Swan says, "Nope, he's he's uh, he's coming back." Um, they had the lead for a while, um, but Notre Dame strong. They come back. They win twenty four seventeen. Any thoughts on that? That game pretty much guaranteeing them a spot in the in the Final Four. Uh, finishing undefeated, um, running through a pretty good slate of schedule um, across the country. Any thoughts on Notre Dame? Uh, I didn't see a lot of that game, um, but the result, it's well-deserved. Notre Dame needs to be in the Final Four, the conversation. Um, I think them and Alabama are the only pretty much guaranteed ones. To be All right, so let, let, let's talk playoffs then, because just came out tonight. We have wait, Alabama wait. One. We don't get to talk about ASU U of A? Just oh yeah, sure. <laughs> Let me guess who's your alma mater one. Or else you wouldn't have brought it up. Listen, listen, listen. You're 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 in Wildcat Stadium. You're you're in the old Pueblo. You're in Tucson, and and U of A misses a field goal as time expires to lose by one. Are you kidding? How far is a field goal? Oh my god, uh, 40? 40-41, something like we that. We play uh, to win the game. We yeah. play, and Herm Edwards finishes with a winning record. He keeps U of A from going to a bowl game. Wow. Uh, he wins the Territorial Cup, and he's going to be the bowl game. That, I never would have predicted that beginning of the season. When the OC and the DC leave within a week of Herm being hired, wow. is, I mean, that's amazing. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good story. Way to bring it up. Yeah, good. good. <laughs> there you go. Pretty good story. All right, so, so the, the CFP rankings, which this week don't really matter because two of the four teams play, but you have Alabama one, Clemson two, by the way, Clemson wins a game in the Palmetto Cup 
against South Carolina gives up 28 points. Um, doesn't cover the spread, um, but but gives up 28 points, which I think has to, you know, get to a <laughs> salivating that the secondary is going to give up that many passing yards um, to, you know, the South Carolina quarterback. Um, but um, Notre Dame three, Georgia four. So here's the here's the setup for this week. We have Clemson playing Pitt in the ACC championship. You have UCF down a quarterback playing mm. Memphis State. You have the four o'clock kick, which is Alabama playing Georgia. And then the night games, you have Texas, Oklahoma, and you have Ohio State, Northwestern. Now, yeah. Oklahoma comes out five this week. Ohio State. like that. She didn't like that. What's up? Uh, you've got Texas and Oklahoma play the morning game. That's true. That's, uh, that's right. That's a, that's a noon kick, 11 o'clock kick in Dallas, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, rematch, rematch in Dallas, huh? Yeah. So, you know, interesting that that is the statement game. Obviously, Oklahoma wants to win big and give up very little points. Um, but let's talk about a couple scenarios. <laughs> Obviously, if Alabama wins as their favorite to win, they've won every game by 20 or more points. They're now a, what, 12 and a half point favorite? Or did it go up to 13, Todd? I'm looking. Keep going. Um, Clemson's going to play Pitt and be a double-digit favorite on that one for sure. 31-point favorite? No, 13. 13. 13, <laughs> 13 Alabama, yeah. 13. Oh, 13. What, what, what's Clemson favorite over Pitt? Probably more than that. So Clemson's 26. 27 and a half. I, I see oh. 27 and a half, yeah. Wow. So Clemson's probably going to go in. Notre Dame's going to go in. All right, let's, let's break through the scenarios. Let's just start. Alabama wins, they're in. Alabama <laughs> loses, they're in. Go ahead. Okay, so that, that's my question. Does <laughs> If Alabama loses, does Alabama make the playoffs, regardless of what Ohio State and Oklahoma do? Yes. The, o- the, only, the, the only way they don't is if they lose 59 nothing. Yeah, they get blown out. Right. If they lose without being blown out, they're absolutely in 100. A one-loss Alabama team is still yep. a team of the If it's a close loss, they're in. But look, yep. you know this whole thing is just, just – we're all just talking about stuff just to have fun because it will be Saban holding up the championship trophy in, in January. This is what's going to happen. Right. Okay. 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 So let's, let's say Georgia loses, regardless of the, of the points. Georgia loses. Oklahoma wins. Ohio State wins. Ohio State beats Northwestern with a 29-point loss to Purdue. And a, 21, a 21st, 21-ranked Wake for uh, uh, Northwestern. They're ranked 21st. Right. Yep. Texas is ranked 14th. Okay. That, that's big for those last two games for Oklahoma and Ohio State, right? Right. So if both teams let, – let's say Georgia loses. Ohio State and Oklahoma both win. Shay, what are your thoughts? Who gets in? All right. So I think it's – I think if Oklahoma wins, Oklahoma's in, okay? Because you got a one-loss team. They avenge the team that they lost to on a neutral site. They're in. Okay. Now let's say that Oklahoma loses and the game between Georgia and Alabama is competitive. I think that Georgia has the upper hand, even if Ohio state were to win Georgia with one loss to, uh, I mean, what is LSU LSU. ranked right now? Yeah. With LSU at that time, who was ranked top five in the country. I think that Georgia has the upper hand over, uh, over an Ohio state who lost to a Purdue over a big 10 champion. Yeah. Yeah, I think if Georgia plays Alabama close, they're in. Barring, you know, I, I think they get the nod over Ohio State and maybe Oklahoma, who's given up 50 points right and left, right? I mean, look at how many points they've given up. I think I think if you had to rank the teams one to four, I think Georgia would be two right now, playing well. Uh, Clemson, you could argue Clemson. Uh, but who they played, and they, again, have a cupcake. Um, Notre Dame played a good, tough schedule. But I think Notre Dame's – I would go Alabama-Georgia 1-2. And if they, if they lose a close one Alabama, it would be tough for me not to vote them in the, into the college football playoff Final Four, even though it would be boring. But it would yeah. be tough for me not Look, to. Look, here, here's the thing. Like, I think the, if you ask every college – if you ask every college fan in the country right now, who's the best team in the country right now? I think maybe lying if they didn't say Alabama. Right. If Alabama loses thirty-one to thirty on a last-second field goal by you know 
by a number four ranked or Todd, as you said, possibly number two ranked Georgia. Um, is it, can you all of a sudden say, yeah, they're not one of the best teams in the country. No. Um, now here's the, here's the, I think here's where I will take the anti SEC slant as much as I'm a SEC homer. I don't think there's any way if Georgia loses a close game or probably if Alabama loses a close game that they keep two SEC teams in the playoffs. It happened last year. I, it, I, it did last year because it last year made sense. The, and Ohio the, State missed out, right, because of that. Yeah, By the way, Alabama's in no matter what. Yeah, they're in. That's unless he get blown out. Unless Georgia blows out Alabama. That will not happen. If they win, I agree, Bill. But if they win 59 nothing, then Alabama's not in. Other right. than that, they're in. Yeah. You think so? So Ohio yeah. State and Ohio State, Michigan, or Ohio State and Oklahoma. They have work to do. For Alabama to win. Yes. Now Oklahoma yes. will have no 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 knowledge of that because their games happens before. If Ohio State that'll mess everything up. If Ohio State knows that Alabama's won and Oklahoma has won, do they have to win? 60 to zero over. It won't matter. I think at that point it won't matter. I think, I think, um, you know, they're, they're playing a, such a, it feels like such a lesser opponent in their championship game than yeah. than Oklahoma. Four four loss Northwestern. Right. So, and, uh, Clemson's playing a five loss Pittsburgh, four loss Pittsburgh. Yeah, Clemson's, they're undefeated. They're going to, they're going to, I know, but they, it's, they're not going to impress anyone with their win. Right. Right. They don't need to. Um, and then the, the the one who loves this whole thing is Notre Dame with no no championship game. They're just kicking back with their feet. Sure. Up. Oh, this sure. is great. They're they're in too, right? They're, <laughs> they're in no matter what. Yeah. You know what, you know what's funny though, guys, is um in Columbus, the vibe after the Maryland game, they give up fifty one points to Maryland, right? So they 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 laugh at, at Oklahoma giving up fifty five to West Virginia. They give up fifty one and are really a bad pass away from losing that game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They go into the Michigan game thinking we're going to get killed by Michigan. All of a sudden, the, the 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 script flips. They they blow out Michigan, um, and that now they're like, we should be against Alabama. We're we're easily, you know, like we're finally the team we thought we were going to be eleven weeks ago. It's yeah. funny how quickly it changes. And so if if Ohio State does get left out, they can look at the fifty-one points to Maryland. They can look at the forty-nine points to Purdue. Yep. Yeah, yeah I think. And how about this? Is there? Let's play out chaos really quick. Uh, Oklahoma loses, Ohio State loses, Georgia loses, and UCF blows out Memphis State with their back. Bring them on! Bring them on! At that point, do you put right? do you put them in? Do you do you say you know what? Let's get this monkey off our back. Just let let them in this year. Let Bama blow them out in the first game in, Tus- in Tuscaloosa, and let's just get this done. Then for the next ten years, they don't have to worry about putting in a a a. a uh, you know, the outer, what do you call it? The gang of five instead of the power five. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it, but that'd, then, be, that'd but, be crazy. Yeah. But they, they came in ranked behind Michigan. So that's interesting. They still couldn't, they didn't pass Michigan. They're, they're seven or they're eight, Michigan seven. So even with Michigan's bad blowout loss, they didn't put them behind a, a, a yeah. undefeated for two years UCF. I think it's just, well, anyways. But Michigan I, lost to Notre Dame, Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm, I'm exhausted. <laughs> okay. So five, five big games on Saturday. We'll see what happens. Uh, I think we all expect Alabama to win, right? Across the board, everybody expects Alabama to win? Nope. I think yes. Georgia. I yeah. think Georgia. Whatever. Do you sleep with Georgia. someone after Georgia? That's why. <laughs> no, I'm going Georgia. They haven't been tested. I'm going to go on a limb. It's easy to say Alabama. I'm going to say Georgia. To, uh, now, that to, said, uh, to, uh, to, uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I could be wrong, by the way. Let's, let's wrap up a long episode. Uh, NFL, some, mm. some good action this week, guys. Um, take me back. Thursday night was who? We saw. Who cares about Thursday night? You got to talk about Cleveland. That was, no, no, no. That was Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Thanksgiving was some, yeah. you know. Detroit, I think, Dallas. Chicago, Dallas, and New Orleans blew out Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, oh. so, so that, that sets up Sundays. Uh, Baker Mayfield uh, looks strong, 35 points against the Bengals. Uh, Bengals quarterback is out now for the season. Um, and Todd, Jeff Driscoll now starting quarterback. Jeff Driscoll starting quarterback. Must He's, be a Gator. Uh, former Gator. Gator. Yeah, former Gator, LSU, or Louisiana, Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech, yeah. Yes. Um, what other games jumped at? 
boy, Aaron Rodgers lost again. Um, but here's the thing, guys. Um, teams that are teams with only four wins are technically still alive. They're not eliminated from the playoffs yet because with five games left, they that number's nine. I think ten is a number to get to um, as far as wins go. Um, I'll tell you the biggest, the biggest I think turnaround game that plays into th- this this group here. Shay, your your Seahawks, uh, huge win and a huge choke for Carolina. That that game was that game was insane, right? So, uh, so Carolina decides to kick a 52 52-yard field goal, and they miss, and uh, Seattle's able to put together. Russell Wilson's able to put together a game-winning drive, and Ooh. Sebastian Janikowski closes out with no time left. But that puts the Seahawks in the driver's seat for the wild card right now. Yeah. So wow, I mean, they're in seven. That was huge. They're one game well, out, but they are in the driver's seat based on their schedule, though. Right. So they're one game behind. They're one game in the loss column behind minnesota because of the tie with green bay earlier this year right how about how about those uh, uh texans <laughs> oh and three to eight and three yeah pretty impressive oh unbelievable yeah and how about and dude, on, on that the flip side of that's the jaguars wow. buffalo <laughs> where's my head i'm gonna get my head <laughs> three and one um and now uh, they're three and eight three and eight they've lost, in fact there's a great story there was um you know the show, The Good Place, Kristen Bell, and uh, uh, from Cheers, Sam Malone on Cheers. Come help me out. What's what's the actor's uh, name? Uh, uh, come on, come on. Yep. Keep going. Shay, you Sam know Malone. you watch a lot of Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, oh, I can't. I got it. I got you. Go ahead. So, anyways, they did an episode where they they were talking about because the, the movie The Good Place is about heaven or something, right? And so. Um, she says, you've messed up the whole earth. Everything's going wrong. And she names off all these things. She goes, and, and the Jaguars are good. I mean, Blake Bortles, we don't know what he is, but he might be a good quarterback. I mean, everything's all screwed up. Since that episode, they haven't won a game. They, they were three and really? one when that, ep- when that episode aired, and they've lost that seven straight. Ted, Ted, Ted Danson. Danson. I'm, Thank I'm, you. Thank yeah. you. God. Yeah, God. Curb your enthusiasm. I mean, you know, cheers. Shame on us for not coming Shame. up. Shame. Shame. Yeah. Anyways, Bill, I hate to say it, but your your Chargers now are firmly in the third spot, or in the uh, fifth spot, I guess technically the fifth Look, spot. They're the a game behind the Chiefs. They, yeah, they only game back. Them. They got to play them again. They got one more game with them. So yep. and oh, by the way, the Broncos with a huge win over over Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, that's that's big. Yep. Keeps them really kind of they're I, they're in seventh spot right now. They're 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 one game they're out of the wild card. They're in it, but in a really good spot. Yep. Uh, oh, by the way, the Patriots just kind of silently up there in the second spot in the in the, uh, yep. in the AFC. Um, and oh, by the way, the Browns with a big win, uh, <laughs> still in it. <laughs> so I heard uh, Joe, Joe Thomas. You know Joe Thomas, lineman for the Browns. Yeah. Um, they were, he was on a show today, and someone asked him, "What do you think for the what? What can they do? Can they you know look at these games coming up? And their toughest game is the Texans next week, and then it's like Carolina, and the whole list goes on. And he goes, "Look, if they can beat the Texans, if something happens, they beat them there." They can run the table. <laughs> they can be nine and seven this year if uh, if Joe Thomas's prediction comes true. So <laughs> we'll see. Well, they can be nine six and one. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Do they have a tie? Yeah, they do. Nine six yeah, and one. Even better. Be even better. Nine six and one. But first, uh, that first road game in uh, they, they they within one game they 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 beat Detroit's longest losing streak on the road um, to the Bengals. Oh, by the way, we're talking NFL football. The uh, trip, I was watching Jeopardy last night. I swear this was a question. Um, the, 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 the category was 2030. So 2030. And the question was this NFC North team still hasn't been to a Super Bowl, but hopefully by year 2030, they'll get their first appearance. And the answer is who is the Detroit Lions? Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's just a, one of the best rips ever. So somebody on Jeopardy, one of those uh, writers, doesn't like the Lions to do that to them. So anyway. Wow, not good. That my, my, my trivia for the night. So any other games in that NFL get you guys? It's the Bills. Go Bills, man. That's it. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey kind of called them out and got beat on that, didn't he? Yeah. Um, all right, so let's uh, let, let's um, – Let's preview next week. Anything going on next week? Any, any? Obviously, that we got the the big bowl games. Um, what's Thursday night's NFL game? Cowboys Saints. 
the yeah. Cowboys Saints. Boy, that's Cowboys a Saints. that's a must win for the Cowboys because they are now in the driver's seat in the NFC East. Um, if they can somehow, somehow, I know it seems impossible. Um, Anything can happen, but I, I'm calling for a blowout. I need the Saints. Seven and a half and 52 and a half. Um, oh, oh, over Saints in the over. Do it. Do it. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Might have already done it, though. <laughs> <laughs> That damn ass. Might, might have. My, might my have. thumb slipped on my phone, and I. It, what do you know? I've got. A I made a misclick. Yeah. Hey, let me let me recycle two two quick games. I want to bring up really quick. Uh, Gonzaga Duke in basketball. Oh, yeah. yeah. You called it. Uh, you said Gonzaga's a good yep, team. We did. That was a great. I watched almost that entire game. Uh, Gonzaga played great. They were up big in the second half, and they kind of let Duke come back. Last two minutes of the game, Zion Williams didn't touch the ball once. Um, and they lose by one point. Uh, uh, I'll maintain the best thing that happened to Duke was to lose. Yeah. Yeah, probably. And uh, interesting that Kansas gets jumped, so that'll, that'll put some disrespect on their, you know, chalkboard. Um, and the other game we, we skipped over, but um, the only reason I skipped it over is because I went to sleep before it ended. Texas A&M, LSU. Wow! <laughs> thank you. I got a lot to say about that. Go ahead, Sean. Saw that so, score. I watched – Till the end, and I kept wanting Texas A&M to come back. Kellen Mond drops, drops back, throws a, a duck that gets intercepted. I flip off the TV, and I go to bed. <laughs> I wake up the next morning, and I flip through sports centers. I'm taking Cali out, and I see it says, A&M wins seven overtime game against LSU. I'm thinking, like, why are they playing basketball so early in the SEC? <laughs> That they're already playing a game. And why was it only 74 72 with 70? And I watched it. And I was thinking in the morning, I was kind of tired. And I'm thinking, like, am I reading The Onion? Like, cause I, I thought the game ended. Time out, Sean. Can you imagine being Coach O oh. and, and being doused with Gatorade? Oh. An hour and 50 minutes he was in those wet clothes. Oh. And then seven overtimes later, you lose. And so there is some LSU karma going on back in like 03. Uh, Bluegrass Miracle. Yeah, the Bluegrass Miracle. Kentucky coach got doused and then they ended up losing. But oh my God. I I text you, Sean, like, can you imagine being sticky and wet with Gatorade for seven overtimes? Oh, and it was Gatorade to boot. Oh, I get it. Oh, Gatorade. Oh, <laughs> but what a, what a horrible loss uh, for LSU just that they had it won. But again, all the kids out there don't douse your coach in, in Gatorade until it's zero, zero, zero. And it's over. I mean, unbelievable that they got it uh, wrong. Hey, Shay, were you watching or Bill? Were you, were you watching the game? Not that. No, no, I, I saw the. Shane might have because it was like uh, seven. Yeah, it was. He time. could watch Western it. Western time, yeah. Yeah, in Vegas. I started, I started watching the game. I boarded a flight and I landed before the game was over. <laughs> <laughs> and he was going to do I'm that. not kidding. That's the worst part. Oh, yeah, that's. It's funny, too, because I know it sets records for points scored, but it feels kind of tainted, you know. Um, sure. It was Auburn, yeah, Georgia back in, like, 95. Yeah, yeah they scored like six teams over time. Yeah. Like, I'd love to know what the highest non-overtime score was. You know, it's probably – like Check the Big 12. 115, 120 in the Big 12, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was 31-31 at the end of regulation. So, uh, I, like Unbelievable. To, I like to think that's a 62-point game with just a wacky overtime score. So I just can't get over the premature celebration. I just can't get over it. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Understandable. Completely understandable when you watch the play. You know, but uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. So let's let's talk about the week ahead. Uh, short week ahead because we're we'll be back on the air talking again in, in five days, boys, with the late late call this week. Shane, what do you got going on this week? I uh, I'm headed with the boys back again to the desert. Uh, we do it every year for the conference championship. So I'm going back to back digging in the oh, as well. Boy. So that was just a warm up. <laughs> that was like a. A little warm up. Uh, I was just scouting out the scenery there. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Vegas changes every week. (laughs) Todd, you. (laughs) Yes, sir. Uh, Doing a lot of training this week, which is awesome. Um, Sharpen the knife. uh, uh, Metal sharpens metal. What's the old 
uh, cliche, but I can't have, what's that? Steel sharpens iron. iron. That's it. I'll I'll have everything but iron sharpens iron. But uh, I would be remiss to say reflecting on sports is family, and I should watch so many sport events with my mom and dad. Very grateful for that. Looking forward to the future and the holidays. And uh, just a great week, and I can't, uh, can't reflect enough on it. Awesome. Uh, Bill, I, I listened to your episode of the Real Estate Sessions today on my drive down from Columbus to Nashville. Great episode. That's uh, Drew Coleman, right, that you got yep. to listen to? I think Drew, Drew's a great guy. He um, uh, love his uh, f- focus on the consumer, the customer, right? Yeah, mm. Really, uh, his whole team is uh, pushing that way. That was a Marcy James referral, which is nice. Yep. Uh, next week, we'll talk about who's coming up. I'll give you a little heads up for now. But it's Matt Beal, Hawaii Life, founder and CEO. Very good. Another amazing guy. Kind of a deep spiritual kind of a guy. Um, so that, that's a, a good episode. And the week after that, it's Chris Lim, the founder of Climb. Nice. Who, who Lindsay Lestansky is visiting right now to uh, chat about, because she's head of marketing for Climb, that, that was they franchise out around the country next year. I don't know if you knew that change for Lindsay. Yep. Yeah. So very cool stuff uh, for me going up. And then I'm interviewing Katie Clancy. Thursday for my final episode of the year. Do you know Katie Clancy out of uh, yeah. Cape Cod? Yep. And, and then I'm taking a two-week break on the real estate sessions over the holidays. I'm going to run reruns. I'm going to pick two of my favorites. What are we going to do, Bill? I'll what post. are we going to do? No, two episode four. Episode four. All right. <laughs> I will include episode four. Didn't I put you out in the other one when I did yeah. some? Uh, oh, I didn't? He's insatiable, Bill. He can't flipped, have enough. Flipped. Okay. So episode four is going to be rerun uh, Christmas Day. How's that? Nice. You like that? So, yeah, it's Christmas. Well, I, I met two people tonight, Bill. I'm going to send you their names. I want you to interview them. One guy, amazing. I mean, you know, you'll, you'll need to put your, your governor on at 35 minutes because it'll be a <laughs> just unbelievable story. And then uh, another girl who I think will be – EXP now was cold banker now EXP has some neat stories to share. Were they in the picture that I saw tonight on Facebook? Uh, yes. Good. Good. Yeah. Yes. Send me the names. I'm definitely going <laughs> right. to interview. So very good. So all right, boys. Uh, for me, I'm I'm in Nashville tomorrow for the real estate blaze. Uh, next week, I head to Sunday. I fly out. We'll need to talk about what we're going to do on Sunday because uh, our next podcast. Uh, I'll be in I'll be in New Jersey, staying with uh, Sharon Steele bill uh before we head down to the uh triple play event um awesome we'll we'll chat about that maybe we'll do monday night from uh from the hotel so guys as always it's great great chatting with you shay thanks for jumping on west coast todd and bill in the east sean carpenter in central time zone and thanks for listening to the stairs